It's the Andy Thompson Show on ESPN 97.7. Hey, buddy, welcome back. Thanks for being with us. QBU brought to you by Wikilicious. Check out wiki-licious.com. We welcome in uh, from QBU headquarters up in Lehigh, Utah, Judd Bingham Thompson. What's up, Judd? Andy, always good to be on. Four remain. That's right. Then there were four and one from Region 9. The Crimson Cliffs Mustangs taking on the Ridgeline Riverhawks, and we're breaking down Nate Daly, their sophomore quarterback, and kind of the offense in general, Judd. Um, tell, tell me about what you saw on film and what has impressed you about uh, the, the Riverhawks offense. Yeah, I mean, capable offense, multiple looks. Um, spread you out, have kind of a tight end that plays a wing that gets involved in their run stuff. So, uh, you know, this will be a test for Crimson, just given the, the, the capabilities of this offense. I mean, they've got a 2,700-yard passer. They've got a, a few rushers that are over 600 yards, a few receivers that are close to 1,000. So a lot of people you got to worry about with this offense. What about Dally's game impressed you, the, the young quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I if I remember right, this kid played last year. Yeah, right? as a ninth grader. I, yeah, he played. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I I think I broke him down last year, and so I think um, you know he's a kid similar. I mean, similar in some ways to Barbin, where this isn't his first go around. They played in a similar yep. game last year in the playoffs. Yep. So I think I think experience, his capacity of the offense, his knowledge of the offense. Um, I think really stands out and just that improvement when I was watching his film this week, I, I remembered him from last year. And so I looked it up and sure enough, he was the guy that was there last year. And, and you can see that on tape that, you know, he's more familiar, more confident, more capable, uh, just being one more year in the system. This off this play caller up there for Ridgeline is the same guy who was there a couple years ago in 21, where they were just dynamite, putting up 45 points a game and and won a, a championship. So it's a obviously a really respected offensive team, you know, in 4A every year, and that's why they're in the semifinal as a six seed again this year. If there's one thing that Dally is deficient at as a quarterback, or something that he could work on, did you spot anything on film that that answers that question? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes he's he's stepping away from his throws, you know, meaning that he's kind of fallen away, and that that uh, causes some issues with accuracy and velocity on on his throws. And so, if if Crimson can kind of get, you know, in front of him a little bit to not let him drive through his throws, you know, which is probably the same with every quarterback. Yeah. But I I did notice when he had accuracy issues. It was usually because he was kind of falling away, and sometimes it's because there's not even pressure. It's just kind of a, a bad habit he may have a little bit. But, uh, you know, that, that's one thing I noticed in, in watching the tape this week. Who does he remind you of? So it, it's hard to not watch this little left-hander throw and not think of Gabriel. You know, I, I think even his motion reminds me of him a little bit. Um, he's a capable runner, but he, I, I'm not, I don't think he's looking to run right. first. I think he wants to be a thrower and I think he wants to be in the pocket and he's a capable thrower. I mean, I'm watching these tapes and he's, he's throwing vertical, he's throwing short stuff. He's good in the screen game. Um, and so Gabriel from Oklahoma is the guy that comes to mind for me. And then lastly, Judd, if you're crimson, what are you trying to throw at this offense to try to slow down what they do? Well, yeah, so they've got two capable receivers. I, I think they're number three and number 11 yeah. that are kind of their home run guys. And when I'm watching their tape and 
they they have the ability to get some explosive plays of you know twenty plus yards. And so I think if I'm Crimson and I keep those guys in front of me and force them to methodically beat us down the field and not get gouged on a big play, um, I think. I mean that's the game plan every week. But I think especially this week with these two, you know, call them home run hitters. Yeah. Uh, that are lining up at receiver there that are athletes. I, I was looking them up. One of them is, is the Cox kid that I think his dad's the coach yeah. and basketball player, six, five athletes going to be able to jump and run. And so, you know, keeping them from getting vertical is going to be a tough, but important task for Crimson. My question for you real quick is uh, when, it, when it comes to the river Hawks, are they just that much improved from an offensive standpoint, or has it been more so the the quality of opponents in the postseason, right? Because they hang 45 on Payson, they hang 52 on Stansberry. If you look back at the beginning of the season, they played Stansberry and only won by one point. It was a 28-27 game. They're averaging right around like 25-ish points at that time. But as the seasons wore on, they have just absolutely lit it up from a scoring perspective, not too dissimilar to Crimson Cliffs. Has the offense kind of grown as the seasons progressed, or do you think it was a byproduct of, of playing Payson and, and Stansberry? I, I think it's a little of both. You know, I, I think that, you know, every year in football, I think you get, you see teams that are peaking and you see teams that are declining. I think this is a great example of a team that's getting confident as the year goes on. They're more confident in their system. And I don't think that they've played you know, dynamos necessarily in the playoffs up to this point, which I think helps too. But I, I think, you know, playing a team like them that's peaking at the right time, that's confident, is is a dangerous one for Crimson. I, I, a task they can definitely handle, but this, this is going to be an interesting game. Did you have a preference when you were playing a quarterback, whether you were facing a 4-3 defense or a 3-4 or a defense? Like I, I much prefer to four three because I, I think there's less people that you're trying to figure out who they are. I mean, in a in a three four, you've got three down linemen, obviously, and then you've got just all these other guys that are in a two point stance and you're trying to figure yeah. out. Okay, is he is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Is he going to be blitzing? Do I need to account for him in some way, shape, or form in the pass or the run game? A four three, you're basically just eliminating one guy that you have to worry about. All right, that's JBT, Joe Bingham Thompson. We'll podcast that and put it out on our social media as well. QBU, break down the Ridgeline Riverhawks and Nate Daly. Judd, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again next week. You got a Pioneers versus Corner Canyon. Don't sleep on Lehigh. All right, okay, another big pick. Uh, you know, putting yourself out on the line. I think we're 0 for 1 on big picks so far this year, but we'll see if this one goes down, buddy. All right, well, hey, AF still playing. So keep, you know, let's let's uh, not, not forget that one. That's right. He's been an AF guy since the beginning. All right, that's Judd Bingham-Thompson. Thanks a lot. Uh, have a great weekend of football, Judd. All right, see you guys. Quick break. Back with more right after this.